from multiple locations around the Chicago area today. It's Dean Richard Sunday morning. I am broadcasting to you today from 2501 West Bradley Place, home of Bozo Circus, Ray Rayner, Garfield Goose, and so many more clowns. Uh, Shwani is at his appointed post in the WGN newsroom, high atop the 303 East Wacker Building, 18th floor. Morning, Shwani. Good morning. As I have a newsroom to run, that's exactly where I am. Yeah. And are you? Were you alluding to a certain clown that's at uh, twenty five hundred one West Bradley Place? Uh, that we have many. Happens to be on the air on Sunday mornings we, from nine to one. We Ooh. have many clowns. <laughs> oh. There are no shortage of clowns uh, at twenty five hundred one West Bradley Place. I would be one of them. Yes. Um, Andy Mazer only seven feet away from him. Correct. In my sports bunker with the door wide open. Yeah. Is it hot in there? Usually gets a little warm in here, yeah. Because you have the you have a, a window, which is nice. You have a beautiful. He view. can't open it yeah. though, uh, but, and so it, it's got to be like a little incubator in there. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, you should bring some baby uh, chicks in there. Ooh, that's not a bad like, idea. Like the Museum of Science and Industry. <laughs> they would they would thrive in, they would thrive in here on certain days. Yeah, yeah. On other days, they would be uh, needing uh, winter jackets. Well, I'll explain why I am here on Bradley Place, and you guys are at the radio station, but also at the radio station this morning. It's the return of Elton Jim Toronto, in parentheses, listen anyway. (laughs) And I'm also in some, uh, I'm in a closet somewhere. Well. (laughs) Which is an upgrade. We've been saying that for years. (laughs) Well, it is Pride Week. That's, That's nothing new. Welcome back. Thank Mr. you. Hi Mr. ho. Mr. Thespian, I'm too busy to come on the radio. Hi ho, Dean Arena. Well, and so well, and the entertainment critic who was too busy to come to my show. Well, you know. <laughs> it only ran like, you know, it's a, a, Yeah, it was only like a month. One one performance a, a weekend or something. Yeah, I wish. 5 a week, my friend. It's a, it was a, a short, very busy. Dean was very busy. It was a short, a short run. What are you it, talking about? It was a short run because it was only like Saturday and Sunday. Wasn't no, it? Thursday through Sunday, oh. five shows. Well, Thank now, you very much. Now you tell me. Yeah, I told you a long time. ago. Now you tell me with about twenty five. Whatever. Years. When we're nominated for a Jeff Award, you'll you'll be sorry. Yeah. That's we gonna, did actually did very well. We it's going to go right along with my Silver Sow Award that, that I won. <laughs> silver Circle. So whatever it's called. Uh, well, yeah, no, it's nice to be back. I mean, it's probably because I, I started uh, rehearsals for that show back in early April, so it's been a, several months. Right. I don't know if it's been from February since we last spoke. A lot of people don't know. Jim getting uh, rave reviews, this whole play, but Jim uh, getting rave reviews for his performance in... Um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? What's almost said? Can't even to, remember the name. Not only did you not come, you don't even remember the title. I almost said how to succeed in business. <laughs> without even. Oh my god! I thought it was cabaret or something. <laughs> if I would have known it was Who's Afraid of Virginia, you come. I would. I thought it was how to succeed in business. It's one of your favorite shows. I'm not that interested. 
but congratulations on the, uh, the no, thank you. All the great reviews and uh, yeah, it was a great show. It was a, yeah. a tough show, challenging, but it was fun, fulfilling. We had sold out uh, audiences, and uh, we got s- m- several standing O's. It was really it was one of the best experiences I've had in theater. And uh, I'm su- and you act um, surprised that I got good reviews. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you got exceptionally good reviews. Yeah, no, the show did, and, and I did well. It was no. very as well so it was very uh, very fulfilling yeah. and it was it was tough it wasn't easy it was a, it, if you've ever seen the film with richard burton no and, it's a lot of yelling yeah it's a lot oh it's a lot of yelling that that may be one of the reasons i didn't go because if uh, <laughs> if i want that much yelling i'll just really i'll just go visit my family <laughs> Well, you know what? There were some people after a lot of people afterwards because it was in a smaller theater, kind of, kind of a you know maybe forty seats or so, and so many people afterwards said, uh, "I felt uncomfortable watching this. I felt like I was eavesdropping on my neighbors because the action was so close to the audience, and it is it was just a run of emotions, and there's screaming and yelling and drunken and laughter. I mean, it's, it's it's everything you can get, and and it was so close to the people. There was sometimes when we there was a couple of of uh, you know little fight scenes where I got thrown to the floor, and I was literally at somebody's feet. Oh, now see if you would have told me that you got thrown to the floor at some point. You you have uh, I downplayed it. You did not sell this to me properly. <laughs> If I would have known that there was physical violence uh, against you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. You, you, you know, imagine all the people who sent in hate uh, texts. Who, <laughs> oh, they would have known? If they would have known oh. that you were being physically beaten up on the stage, that place would have been packed every every night. And then right in the middle of it, I, they, they, they probably would have done a Chris Rock on me. <laughs> oh. They would have just come right out of it and just give me a slap. Oh, I think it would be called a Will Smith. Oh, that's true. That yeah, would be called right. a Will Smith. But I do have to thank though. There I, was, get, I get the point. Though. There were several um, several WGN listeners who uh, would, would after each show, um, not every show, but uh, would stay afterwards. And uh, oh my gosh, I hear you on Dean's show, or you know, I listen on the radio. So it was very nice. So, so thank you to all the WGN listeners who um, who came out. Uh, Dean didn't, but uh, thanks yeah. to you. Yeah, Andy, how did you like the show? <laughs> I thought it was one of the uh, more stunning performances I've ever seen. Shwani? Uh, Shwani probably. Oh, Shwani loved Shwani went down to get coffee by the. <laughs> Shwani figures I'm not there. He doesn't, he doesn't have to hang out at all. Oh, I think it's fine. <laughs> well, that's the last time I do a, uh, a little uh, theatrical thing with you, Shwani, when I bring in the scripts and we get to do that. So thank you very much. You, you, you told me how much you always enjoy doing that. I do. I'm, yeah, well, forget that. That's done. With. <laughs> well, you know what? That bit's what, over. What did I say? I said I think it's fine. That bit's over. What's wrong with that? I think the key in, in the future is you get into plays where people do bad things to you. <laughs> and we'll be there. We'll be there. All the, the, the you know, just based on the text. You'll that, audition for it. Based on the text that come in. Uh, I know a lot of other people are going to uh, come in to, to see you. Uh, no, congratulations. No, thank you. I really congratulations. It. I was very proud of the show. And I, and, but to your, to your point, um, uh, I would be, there were some scenes, the actress who played, um, who played Martha, my wife. Uh, That's the Elizabeth Taylor role. Elizabeth Taylor role. Her name is... Uh, Shawnee. Ann- just, to, just to show you the stretch here, Shawnee played the Richard Burton role. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there were some nights where she would literally... She tore my sweater. Wow. 
because I, I got her so mad. Well, that's the point. I <laughs> yeah. Mean, it's, it's a, and it's an extremely yeah. dysfunctional, long-time married couple. Well, you know, but we do have these 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 fight scenes kind of choreographed, but but sometimes I would get so under her skin. And, you know, afterwards she'd say, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, no, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. I and can, I rela- never, and I can I relate to that. <laughs> Having done many shows with you, I, I can relate to spending a couple of hours with you on stage. And But you never tore my clothing. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens in the <laughs> Happy Pride Week. <laughs> but um, but no, it was uh, it was so. I mean, one time she she ripped my she she ripped my sweater twice, and one time she uh, threw a pillow at me. Wow! <laughs> so it was pretty intense. I totally would have come if I would have known there was so much violence <laughs> yeah. on you. Yeah, but uh, uh, any uh, future theatrical? Uh, we'll endeavors? see. I mean, you know, you know, the world of an actor, you always the roles. Your... The roles haven't been the script yeah. hasn't been coming in <laughs> I, 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 like I you thought. After I, this? I, I was expecting the phone never to stop. Yeah. And it, it has stopped completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, I'm, it, it was very, uh, it was very exhausting physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of taking a break here, a little too. Uh, and I, when, I, when I when when I take over for you, oh, I, I should I shouldn't even tell people because they'll, they'll turn off the radio. Yeah. But uh, when you leave to to do your little uh, bit uh, at eleven o'clock, I want to talk to Shwani. Because I had some uh, toward the end of the show. Uh, it's a three hour. It was over a three hour show every night, and I had some major throat problems toward the end. Not major, but but significant. Where I had to be on vocal rest, and I so I was just wondering. What oh, is Shwani an otolaryngologist? Well, I wanted to talk. No, because here's, he's gonna made give, his he's made his life. Going to give you an on air exam? Of, well, no, he's made his living with, say, his, uh, with his instrument. Say ah, uh, and uh, so I just I wanted to to, to uh, see if there's and do you, and even you I mean do you have any like homemade remedies that you when you have a sore throat at all or, or, or I laryngitis gar- I when I stress my throat uh, I gargle, your instrument sir I gargle with salt water yeah I did that that's the that my my that's your go to doctor I do actually do have a throat doctor oh see you laugh but yeah yeah no I I do because you know it's our instrument yeah um, he says the best thing to do is gargle with the warm salt water yeah I did that I did I mean I went through six bottles six bears of honey. Wow. You know those little bear bottles? Right. Yeah, I went right. through about six bottles of those in, in a week. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's it, it's resting your vocal cords. It's, uh, you know, gargling with salt water. That Really, that's all you can do. Yeah, there really isn't. There, and, you know, uh, uh, I, I had uh, my doctor tell me once, you know, I, I would say that, you know, I, w- I wasn't talking. I was whispering. And he said, "Don't whisper. It's it's just as stressful on your vocal cords. Yeah, it's just no the whispering. Talking. It's just you just yeah. got to shut up, which I know for you is. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, it was this that this. I was like in prison, right. not be able to talk for uh, you know for twenty four. Well, hours. thank goodness you're here and able to talk today. Well, thank you. And I, once again, it's nice so, to be back. And yeah. uh, so here's the game plan for today. Yeah. Uh, I'm over here on uh, West Bradley Place today." Because uh, of the Pride Parade that's going on, not to avoid the traffic, which is often why I'm here on Bradley Place to avoid coming downtown, but uh, because there's a vehicle that is taking us, the uh, taking Bozo. Oh, Bozo again? Bozo's, Bozo's in the parade. Uh, Gaynor Hall, Sean Lewis, uh, Tim Joyce, Mike Lowe, Paul Lisnick, Dina Bear. Uh, we're all going to be uh, shuffled away to the parade float, which will be stepping off from Montrose and Broadway this morning, and then headed south on uh, south through Lakeview, 
uh, for the uh, big parade today. So, so you don't drive down on the float? No, 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 no. Oh. No, we were in an actual vehicle. What, do you think we're on the outer drive going yeah, 40 miles an hour? That would be kind of cool. You could be waving to all the... <laughs> Holding on for dear life. <laughs> all the all the crepe paper uh, flowers flying off. Well, there goes, there goes Dina Bear. <laughs> You know, I'm safe. I got a couple of pounds on me. Dina's, Dina's this big, holding up my pinky finger. Yeah, uh, call Ray, <laughs> call Pat Elwood. We just yeah. lost one, right? Um, yeah. So, so uh, we're going to leave here right at eleven o'clock, and then Jim is going to take over. But listen anyway. Uh, but listen anyway. <laughs> so get your hate texts ready. Uh, you know, maybe you want to type them into your phones right now. And then at 11 o'clock, when Jim takes over the show, you can just hit send. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, right at 11. And, and go with that. Right at 11. Yeah. yeah. So what do you have planned for your ha- part of the show? I'll tell you what we have uh, between now yeah. and uh, now and 11 o'clock. Uh, we're we're going to talk with uh, Dr. Robert Murphy uh, about you know the latest with COVID. Kids, kids in COVID is really uh the the big issue for this week but dr robert murphy from northwestern will be joining us and we will be doing a theater segment today Jim. oh how nice so yeah. you actually do that yeah you're oh, not you you're don't not... do it with people that you you know or anything no but, that oh, would that's... be a conflict of interest oh, oh uh, yeah i figured you're going to use that one yeah but uh instead <laughs> we have the uh, actor and actress who play professor henry higgins and Eliza Doolittle. Uh, the, the rain in Spain is mainly on the plane. Yeah. Jim was up for that role of uh, <laughs> Eliza Doolittle. <laughs> you can see why he didn't get it. He refused to shave his legs uh, for the show. Wouldn't yeah. it be loverly? Right? There are a lot of, oh, the, there are a lot of great songs from my No Fair question. Lady. Yeah. It's a show that is uh, going to be opening on June 28th here in Chicago. Uh, at the Cadillac Palace Theater, and we'll we'll talk with the uh, the two stars of the show coming up later on. And then after 11, here's what Jim has. Yeah, we're going to uh, do a little quick preview with Rick Pearson. Uh, of course, Tuesday is Election Day. You know, if only there was something political oh. or volatile to talk about. <laughs> the funny thing is, I contacted Rick in the morning on Friday. Oh, boy. Uh, and this was before the announcement. And I said, well, now I've got an extra layer to talk about, right, too, now. So right, uh, right. we're certainly going to talk about uh, not only the election, but also the impact that uh, the Supreme Court's uh, decision on Friday will potentially have on the Illinois primaries in terms of turnout and uh, and possible influences on who will win. And, you know, I, um, I filled in for Lisa Dent on Friday, thinking it's, oh, a, it's a Friday show. Right. We're just going to have some fun right. Friday, kick off the weekend. Oh my god! And suddenly, it's it was it was one of these shows. Uh, you know, I can I can count on one hand the number of shows in all my years at WGN where the, you know just things at the very last minute we throw out everything that we have planned. We start over again, and you know we talked exclusively about well, the to. overturning of Roe versus Wade on Friday. Uh, it was a very serious show. I think a very interesting show. Uh, I know that uh, by by the number of texts that I got of when we would talk to somebody who was uh, anti-abortion, uh, we got a, a ton of people who were mad about that. When we talked to people right. who were pro, we got a ton of people mad about that. Uh, what what we've learned from this, and I, this really I've learned this over my years at WGN, uh, there is no let's listen to the other person's opinion. 
and share dialogue. Really, it's I only want to hear what I already think. No kidding. That's and that's, that's been solidified over the last ten years. And then that's been yeah. you know since forever. So, yeah. uh, but we talked among the other people that we talked to was uh, Rick Pearson. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, who is who was great. You know, talking about how the this decision may affect people's votes. Certainly. So we'll talk about that. And then um, we're also going to talk about the new Elvis movie that just oh, came yeah. out this weekend. Because yep. uh, I, of course, uh, am born on Elvis's birthday. Oh, so I have a little right? connection. January 8th. Oh, well, that's a very important. Uh, they have a big plaque at Graceland. <laughs> yes, they do. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> they put a big plaque up saying Jim Toronto was born on the same day as Elvis. But not so much about the... I'm mean, going to talk about the film, definitely. Uh, McKayla saw... Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but uh, but I also want to talk about, is it possible? Is it possible to make Elvis cool again in 2022? Hmm. Because, you know, Elvis, is, Elvis has a very complex legacy. And, uh, and while the Beatles have done an amazing marketing job of, of, of elevating their prominence and iconic status for history, Elvis uh, is sadly, I think for many people, just known as, as that... That, that bloated guy with the jumpsuit because well, of all the what? impersonators. You know what? Uh, the I, I was at Graceland a couple of weeks ago and talked right. with the stars and the director, Boz Lerman. Uh, and he he put it differently. He said, for a generation of people, Elvis is just a Halloween costume. Right. right? Exactly. Uh, but, he's a parody. He's, yeah. he's a cartoon character. But I think this movie, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to change great perceptions, but... Uh, this this movie is, uh, I think, is pretty electric and and pretty great. Yeah. Um, so I want to we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, and then lastly, since I spoke to you, Dean, um, I had cataract surgery. Oh wow! On both eyes. Congratulations. So I am seeing color for the first time. Really? Oh my gosh! And detail. I looked in the I looked in the mirror and almost and who was that guy? I, wow. I I was I was afraid. I go when do the bags go away now? Wow! Look at you. Yeah, but uh, I was surprised when I went into the uh, to get the uh, I'm, everybody in the place. You know, cataracts is usually considered with more older people. And uh, when I walked in, the woman. Hey, I got news for you, Junior. I know I'm not that young anymore. Yeah. <laughs> But still, but it was still a, a, a shock to go in there, and uh, most of the, the nurses looked at me like, "Who's this young whippersnapper?" I'm like, "I'm not even that young," because most everybody well, else was. If that's what they said when you walked in, they are the ones that needed surgery. <laughs> yeah, especially they said when I saw myself with On the mirror. Vision. So all of that's coming up yeah. after eleven o'clock. But you know what? Right now, I'm glad that we're all here right now because it's time for America's favorite feature. Hit the music. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, it's time for the Far-Flung Forecast, our weekly uh, compendium of fascinating facts and figures. And with the latest for us this morning, it's Dave Cataract Schwan. <laughs> Everything you wanted to know. Thank you so much, Uncle Dean and uh, Jim. Today, we go north of the border. We are in a foreign country for our forecast today. North of the border, that means Canada, specifically Quebec or Quebec. Quebec. We we are moving uh, northward to a city that would look like St. Lambert, but in the French. It is Saint-Lambert. 
Yeah. Salt Lombert. You're just showing off now. The Salt Lombert. It is along the south shore of the St. Lawrence River. It's mm-hmm. opposite Montreal, a population of little over 21,000 people. And as roots actually going back to the 1600s when uh, Louis Thirteenth of France was uh, dividing up the area. He was in, my favorite of all the Louis, by the way. He was uh, the Louis? Yeah. I like Louis Anderson. I like Louis Louis. <laughs> All right. But anyway, Quebec was then known as New France. But we mention Saint Lambert today because it was on this date and it was great. In 1959, Saint Lambert was headquarters for the opening ceremonies of the St. Lawrence Seaway, and it was presided over by President Dwight D. Eisenhower and the Queen, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, no kidding. They, uh, at Saint Lambert, they had the uh, opening remarks and the dedication for the St. Lawrence Seaway, which. Um, Is it the Salt? Lawrence Freeway, then? Well, it or, would be. Saint Laurent. Saint Laurent. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, opening up. Brother, I feel and- like I'm in a burlesque tape. <laughs> Who's on first? I feel like I'm stuck in a burlesque tape I can't get out of. <laughs> but the opening of the Saint Lawrence Seaway meant that ships could move all the way into the Great Lakes, all the way from uh, the uh, opening of the area to Duluth, Minnesota, and another important seaport, Chicago. And since its opening, more than, get this, 2 billion tons of cargo has wow. moved through there, worth $300 billion. Except for the last three months. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was the last year, year yeah. and a half or so. But Saint Lambert was the headquarters for the opening ceremonies of the St. Lawrence Seaway. They have a nice day there. Sunny Wait. and 77. What year did you say that was? 1959. I wonder if, because the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, was at that. Uh-huh. It's relatively close to Chicago. She did visit Chicago. She did visit Chicago. I wonder if that was on the same it trip. It may have been. I, gosh, I'll have to look that up. But that's why they call the area there that's uh, just due east of Buckingham Fountain the Queen's Landing, Landing right. because oh, she no. got she got off a boat right. there and yeah. and, and uh, uh, came up to, to, to shore. Was yeah. that the only time she was ever in Chicago? I think so. Probably. Wow, yes. just one time. The old Mayor Daly was there to greet her. There are pictures. Can you imagine what that conversation must have been like? How you, how you doing there, Queen? How you doing there, Liz? You know, the, it's the, good to see you. The Chicago River. It's, 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 uh, you know, we uh, hope uh, people are going to come here and uh, fish and eat the fish. There's nothing like a fish. Careful, don't drop your tiara in the water. Are you a, are you a Sox fan? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's not often you get two terrible impersonations. Dueling, dueling dailies. Dueling bad impersonations. <laughs> we'll check news coming up next. It is 941, this is Dean Richards Sunday morning. Elton Jim Toronto is also uh, with us today. Hi-ho, Dean Arino. You are the perfect person to uh, be with me here today as we... I usually am. ...talk with uh, Dr. Robert Murphy, 
the uh, professor of infectious diseases in Northwestern University. Why am I I'm, the perfect? Well, person? I mean, we're going to talk about uh, you know co- the latest in COVID and uh, you know some things like that. But you just had this uh, cataract surgery. Yes, I did. So we can uh, yeah. f- fully analyze your uh, your situation. Here. And I am double boosted, uh, Doctor Murphy. Thank you for joining us. Nice to have you with us here today. Yeah. Good morning, and good to be double boosted. <laughs> yes, I, I was going to ask you, Jim, if you uh, you know if you've got all all the shots that you need because yeah. a lot of people are getting a little uh, lackadaisical about no in fact i went i went uh, as soon as the uh, five month uh uh-huh. you know when i had my first boost i was i was at walgreens yeah very, very good very give good. me a jab give you. me a jab very good you know um the uh, are are people uh, keeping up to date with all this uh, Dr. Murphy, because you do hear a lot of people who are getting COVID now because they felt like, ah, oh, the worst is over. I can, you know, slough off on this uh, a little bit. What are we seeing with uh, people okay, protecting the pandem- themselves? Good question. The, the pandemic's not over. The vaccines are working. Uh, however, they don't, unfortunately, they, the effect doesn't last forever. Uh, and there's some beautiful data that came out last week Uh, just shows the effect of the second booster versus uh, just having the one booster. And it's at least 50% better in getting new infections, getting in the hospital, or dying. So it's uh, keep up with your boosters because that's what's going to save Will there be such thing as a triple booster? Oh, sure. (laughs) Yeah? I mean, so another five months? I should probably start Uh, looking for another one or it'll be longer? Well, what's going to happen is the next – so you're going to get – the booster now is the same booster you had the first time. All right. right. In the fall, you're going to have a brand new vaccine, oh. both Moderna and Pfizer, and maybe some of the other companies. Yeah, it's going to be uh, based on the Omicron variant. Is this is this the one I read about this week that said uh, Pfizer? I, I the one article I saw said Pfizer was targeting something that specifically dealt with uh, Omicron, kind yes, of tar- yes, targeting it down a little bit. So Yes, that's it. And there, it's going to be a mixture of the old one plus the new one. So your third booster will be that in the fall. Yeah, I mean, that, it, it sounds like we're sort of getting to the point with this as uh, we are with flu shots, where we just know that, you know, we need to go get a, get, get a little, uh, you know, pick-me-up with it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be just like the flu shots uh, until they invent, invent something even better, you know, like an out-of-the-park uh, uh, in- improvement in the kind of vaccine technology. But for now, you're right. It's going to be just like the flu. Do they use a very thin needle for that? Yes, it's a very small dose. Because when I got needle. my second booster at Walgreens, yeah. It, it, yeah. it was literally a painless shot. I didn't believe uh-huh. I even got an injection until I got home <laughs> and took the, the cotton off, and I said, thank God I saw a little piece of blood, because I didn't mm-hmm. think I even got a shot. Yeah, no, it doesn't hurt going in. No, it's wow. a very, very small amount of, yeah. of, uh, of material. Yeah, I don't think I felt my my uh, vaccines or boosters either. The next day, I, I definitely felt a little soreness on on all of all, all the ones that I did, but that, you know that it's, it comes and goes so quickly. Yeah. It's not even yep. a big deal. So what's what's the latest now? Uh, the CDC did approve vaccinations for children. Uh, right. Who should be concerned about that right now? So uh, uh, parents, parents of what age? Children. Yeah. All it it, uh, it had been approved from five and up, and now it's approved from five and down. Uh, down to six months. And uh, the studies are done. It's safe. They amount to very good immunologic response. Both Moderna and Pfizer both got approved for kids. And uh, it looks like 
although they don't compare them head to head, the the protection in from the Pfizer one was a little bit better. Uh, and uh, you know, same uh, regiment of treatment, uh, the original vaccines, and then boosters, no, it's a, boosters it's a little, as scheduled. It's a little, it's a little different. Um, the kids respond differently, and uh, the Pfizer booster, uh, the, excuse me, the Pfizer vaccine for little kids is three shots. Uh, the Moderna one is two shots, so there's a little bit difference there. Okay. Uh, we don't know about kids getting boosters yet. We don't know. They, they may respond a little longer than adults. We just really don't know yet, but the, the first uh, course, the two or three doses, is approved. Uh, if you have a question for Dr. Murphy, 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Um, here is someone uh, that is asking, how long does the virus remain contagious in indoor air is it minutes is it hours somebody you know is uh, tested positive how soon uh, can you breathe their same air um that's a good question it's it's really hard to answer that but in general uh rooms don't stay contaminated for a long period of time the virus will go down and if it doesn't get into a human body it dies so that's good uh so it's not a long time but i can't give you the exact answer I don't think anybody has it. 630 area code said, I got my second booster a week ago. The next day, I had no energy and was sluggish for a week. Several of my friends had the same reaction. We all had mm-hmm. Pfizer. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's individual, isn't it? Because I, I, I had Pfizer. I didn't have that response yeah, uh, at it, all. It, 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 I had the Moderna one. Uh, my second booster was Moderna, and I was really knocked out for two days. Um, however, that's your own body responding to this. And this is going to continue as you get boosters. And I think what will happen is the interval between boosters is going to increase. And then that will be less of a problem. Can I still, is it okay? I was reading stuff earlier on when the boost, the second booster shot. Is it okay to mix and match? Like if I had Pfizer initially, could I get a Moderna or should I always stay with Pfizer? No, no, no. You can mix and match. Matter of fact, there's some data that says it's better. Uh, you know, they're different vaccines. Uh, they're not the same product. They're the same, uh, you know, category of vaccine, the mRNA vaccine. But you can mix and match. And there's some data, very good data that shows mixing and matching is better. Hmm. Yeah, because I've had, I've had Pfizer all along, and I wasn't sure uh-huh. if I should uh, ask for Moderna or just stay with the Pfizer. Yeah. No, I, the same thing with me. I had yeah, three, it's like I had a buffet. three Pfizer shots, and yeah. I went for the Moderna. And, uh, yeah, it, it's okay. It, they're slightly different, so you get a little bit broader immunologic. Yeah, spice your life up a little bit. I think Moderna's <laughs> got a little jalapeno taste, too, which is nice. <laughs> it does. That on the uh, one, one of them comes where they put salt around the edges of nice. the syringe, <laughs> nice. which, which is very unusual. I was just wondering, for, the, for, those, uh, for those children um, vaccinations, uh, there's, yeah. not, uh, there's no Flintstone variety, is there? <laughs> they get a Flintstone Band-Aid. Oh, okay, that's, good. Aww, <laughs> that's nice. I feel like I get a Flintstones Band-Aid when I go to Walgreens and they give you the Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, that little red one? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, 269 area code said, repairmen coming into our home don't wear masks. How long should uh-huh. we wear our masks after they leave? Uh, you can take them off as soon as they leave. And And I might add... Why? Why would you? Why would you be letting someone into your house who refuses to wear a mask? 
It's your house, uh, right? It's your house. Because a good plumber is hard to find, Dean. Yeah, I've had I've had repairmen coming to the house, and I have my mask on when I answer the door, and they they don't, and they said, "Oh, you want me to wear a mask?" And I said, "Yeah, I sort of do." Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know where they've been. I, I don't know where their where their wrenches have been. Well, a lot of communities have basically just given up on masks. Especially, I think two six nine is southwestern Michigan. It's a very few people wear masks. Let's take a break. We'll come right back with Dr. Robert Murphy. 312-981-7200 is our number here at WGN. Dr. Robert Murphy, professor of infectious diseases, Northwestern University, on the line with us. Uh, Elton Jim uh, Toronto, doctor, also is here uh, with us, who just had uh, cataract surgery. Is that something that all of us can uh, you know, probably expect to get once we hit a certain age? Probably. <laughs> very, very likely. It depends how much ultraviolet light and, uh, uh, you know, exposure in the sun and in uh, the environment you've had. Oh, so, so exposure in the sun is, is something that would contribute to that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. Because I, I wondered why. I mean, once again, I, I, I know that anytime your eyes really after you're in your mid 40s, your eyes begin to decline. Um, but as I was telling Dean earlier, um, you know, I'm in my mid fifties, and I was I was considered by my eye doctor to to be on the younger side of needing the cataract, mm-hmm. and I was wondering why I had developed it so early. But I wonder what. Uh, let me let me ask this: what What are signs that you may want to ask your doctor? Uh, you know, do I need something like this? What are what are some of the things that tell you there may be something going on with your eyes related to cataracts? Well, you know, this is not not my field, but um, I mean, just in general, it's so common uh, that uh, the first thing people typically notice is that they have trouble at night, night okay. vision. Okay, you know, just a little bit more difficulty when you're driving at night or doing things at night, and it, it it's very gradual. Uh, and then uh, all of a sudden you realize that, you know, hey, I got problems, and go get checked out. Yeah, well, Dean, I, I, I could optometrist can diagnose. Right. I, I could have told you that Jim had problems. We didn't need an optometrist <laughs> or optometrist you know, for, for that. Dean, ask Dr. Murphy about germs. That's his specialty, yes, viruses and germs. He doesn't know yeah. about ultraviolet lights and yes, he does. Uh, lenses. He and... just gave us some fa- fantastic information. I'm not That's asking to do... I have an early cataract. That's why I don't. Yeah, I'm not asking him to do surgery on you. I just, just ask a couple of questions. Oh, God. You wouldn't want that. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Robert Murphy, Professor of Infectious Diseases, as long as it's not in your eyes. <laughs> Dr. Murphy, good to talk to you. I hope you have a great hey, Sunday I, today. I couldn't get infected. Be careful. Yeah. There you go. Exactly right. I well, know, oh, I know a thing about uh, cataracts. I uh, just was reading the other day. There may be uh, a medicine that can help cataracts. No. It's uh, being studied. It's only in the animal states, so you got like many years to go. But I mean, the future looks uh, looks very bright. Well, as the uh, gym seems to be breaking down at a pretty rapid pace, <laughs> I know. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna make it till that drug hits. I know. Day. No. <laughs> Let's update news when we come back from this break. Stick around. <laughs> so I'm practicing my uh, parade wave. Getting ready for the big Pride Parade today. Both WGN Radio and WGN TV 
both have uh, floats in the parade today. Oh, the radio has one too? Radio has one I too. I guess my invitation got lost in the mail. Well, <laughs> I'm sure you're welcome to. Well, you're going to be on, you're you're going to be on the air for me, so. Right, yeah. You, oh, oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh that that's the reason yeah, why. Yeah, okay, good. I don't honestly, I'm not sure who is on the radio float. Yeah, how do you not, I mean, you know, how are you... How do I pick? Yeah, how are you dividing your time? Are you going to run to each one? No, it's sort of picked for me. Oh, I see. Uh, uh, (laughs) Since I am, uh, you know, since I work for, you know, work. Work. So are you dressed like RuPaul today? I mean, what what do you have on? Do you have have a bustier or what? I just have a shirt and (laughs) shorts. Wearing shorts. I'm showing my legs today. I, I, I rarely uh, wow. do that. I am showing some leg uh, today. Are they uh, as white as... Uh, yeah, they're pretty white. Yeah, I was just going to say the milky yeah. white. Yeah, I would suggest uh, wearing sunglasses for the sun, but also <laughs> if you look at my legs, you may get retina damage. That's how white my legs are. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be a beautiful day. So uh, not everybody has to dress like you do on a, on a like a normal Tuesday. <laughs> so now, uh, get, I was trying to remember, there, there has not been for the last two years, right? Is yeah, the first because one because of COVID. This is the first parade in I don't know because they were saying that there's a lot of there's been a lot of pent up excitement for this parade this yeah, year. Yeah, it's uh, I mean it, it's it's one of the most fun parades that oh, we yeah. do every year. We do all the parades, but it, it's uh, a pretty fun parade. But you know, uh, I'll be on the WGN TV float. It's float number forty five. If you want to save your heckling, uh, you, you know, for when we go by, uh, Bozo is going to be on the float. Bozo the clown, so that's going to be uh, he always steals. He always steals the show, uh, which is really a lot of fun. And uh, Dina Bear and Mike Lowe, uh, Sean Lewis, Tim Joy, Scanner Hall. Uh, we've got a whole big crew from uh, WGN TV who will uh, be on the. Are you going to have any co- any tchotchkes? You throwing stuff out? No, or you're just not. Waving? Su- you know what? You're not. You're really. Uh, you're not supposed to throw stuff off ah. of the, the float. That's the one of the rules. A lot of people ignore that and do I it. Know. Do it anyway because people rush the the floats trying to get. You know, a mini Snickers bar. It's, they almost get run over by a truck trying to get a mini Snickers bar. So we observe the rules and we do not throw things. We do have people walking on the sides of our float to, you know, and they hand out uh, little, uh, you know, things uh, like that. But so, um, you know, we try to keep it as civil as possible. So, how long does a parade last? A couple hours, a couple, yeah. couple, two, three hours, depends yeah. on. How quickly things are moving, but got a uh, nice day for it. It's a beautiful, gorgeous. It's going to be a really nice day. Yeah. So uh, I'll be here until eleven o'clock, and then uh, we're going to scoot out, head over to the parade that steps off at noon. I, th- I heard it's called this year. It's called Dean's Drag Race. Is that true or no? What? <laughs> no. You just want this to be all about drag today, don't you? <laughs> well, come on, it's the Pride Parade. Well, I mean, that's not the, the Pride is not, not just drag and. No, but it, come on, you know that you know there's going to be a lot of flamboyance there, there today. There is, but there's uh, you know what? I'll bet there are there is more non-flamboyance than flamboyance. The flamboyance gets all the attention because it's crazy. But if there hasn't been a parade in two years, I'm thinking that people have been planning for this one. This one, I think, is going to be a little crazy. I don't know. I don't know that anyone especially went out and bought a feathered headdress just because... Oh, you mean a new one? Because the parade is... <laughs> you're, you're playing into some big stereotypes here, my friend. Well, no, but that's what I mean. That's what the Pride Parade is all about, is be yourself. For, for some people, it is. Yeah. And, and, and being yourself for plenty of people is just Showing up in a polo shirt and right, yeah, that's true. You know, it's just yeah. like no big deal. It's it's just you are who you are, and doesn't mean you have to be flamboyant. You know, to be 
uh, proud. How many floats? Do you know how many floats? I don't. I wonder how it's a big. Uh, I'm sure it's a it's a it's a pretty big deal. So yeah, anyway, very good. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll have uh, highlights on on the news uh, for all of that. So uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh, tomorrow I'm going to be filling in, in for Lisa Dent again. Oh, look at you! Uh, from uh, two until six, I'm hoping something huge in the news happens with gun control or. <laughs> Some, some other. You don't have anything planned. You're just waiting for some big breaking story. I've, to I've, I learned on Friday not to plan anything because you know we had a whole big fun Friday show planned when I filled in uh, this past Friday, and uh, the Supreme Court came through and changed the whole show on me. That happened to me one time uh, several years ago, and I was filling in for you. If you remember, there was a shooting um, on a you know on a in Florida on a Sunday morning. It was it was some kind of it was a homosexual shooting. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, and there was some major thing. And to your point, I had all of this stuff planned, and all of a sudden, this major sh- this major story yeah. dropped right in the middle of the show. And we just like you said, yeah. you canceled everything. Got to cover it, and you yeah. ran with it. Right. And it was fun. Yeah. And it was interesting, but it was certainly like wow, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's part of you know our job. It's part, yeah. part of what it is. When I mean, at least I mean, I I know it's been the kind of the WG and Credo forever. But on on my show, when there's something going on, we cover it. And we you know we yeah. fully cover it. Uh, even though we had we, we literally had a full show planned for fun things on Friday that just completely went out the window. So was that a surprise? I mean, I didn't. That wasn't um, that wasn't scheduled to be announced, right? They just sort of threw that on everybody, right? The, the, that for, announcement. Well, I mean, people knew that it was going to happen. They didn't know it was going to happen on Friday, right? Exactly. I know so, they said sometime in June, but you know, we were getting close to the end of June, and I was wondering when are they going to do that. So that just they just made the announcement then, right? There was yep. no pre. Yep. Uh, you know, yeah, no warning. Yeah, no warning on, on all that. So I'm hoping something equally as uh, divisive. Uh, and uh, I went home with such a headache. Oh. Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel very proud of the show that we did. We I, we covered it from all angles, both right. sides. Uh, I, but uh, it not at all what I thought the Friday show was going to be. <laughs> so we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow from uh, two until six. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be one of the topics we'll discuss tomorrow or not, but big WGN TV news uh, breaking last night. I'm on the the Facebook, you know, the, all, yeah, the Facebook. All, all the kids love the Facebook. Actually, not, all the actually all the kids don't love the Facebook. All, only old people are on. You're not the on Facebook. the MySpace anymore. Uh, the, <laughs> the kids are into the gram now. The in, the Instagram. Yeah, the gram. But I'm uh, flipping through the Facebook last night, uh-huh. and Robin Baumgarten, uh-huh. oh, from WGN TV Morning News. Wow, the very much beloved Robin Baumgarten. Yeah, uh, who has been uh, dating a man. Yes. That she is only referred to as Mr. X. Right. She has not given any details about the man that she's been seeing for quite a while. Uh, and it's been fun. You know, we're, we're just fun goofing around. You know, Mr. X this, Mr. X that. So last night, Robin posts a picture of herself with Mr. X, although she, she uh, covered his face. Ugh. But here's the caption. Mr. X is now Mr. Fiance. Oh. Robin is engaged. She wow. said, can't wait for you all to meet him. So she's actually going to take the mask off. Uh, this is like the mask singer. This is like the mask singer. 
<laughs> yeah. The masked fiance. Right, only not idiotic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know if she's bringing him in tomorrow. Oh, wow. I don't know. I, I don't know anything more than this post. Uh, but it's a picture of Robin looking super happy, showing off an engagement ring. Oh. Uh, and uh, she, Has it been years since she she's been going engaged? out with him? It's probably been about a year that we've known of. Right, right, yeah. You don't know if it was even longer than that. Though. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, kept it pretty much under wraps. Yeah. So, well, not anymore. Uh, yeah. So she, uh, Robin, Robin Baumgarten is uh, an engaged uh, woman. So wow. she's off the market, Ben. Congrats, <laughs> congrats to her. Uh, people ask all the time, Dean. I uh, love your show, but I'm so curious about what it is that you do during the newscasts and the commercials. Really? No. No, but I just, I just need a transition. Oh, there you go. Nice segue. I need a transition into what I want to talk about uh, next. All right. Because uh, during this news, during the, this last newscast, while Shwani was giving us the news, I enjoyed the most delicious pear I think that I've ever eaten in my whole life. What were their names? <laughs> Danju was one. And Bartlett. One was named Danju and one was named Bartlett. It was, you know, sometimes you get a piece of fruit and it's just, eh, this is okay. Yeah. But sometimes you get one and it's like, this is a gift from God. This is a natural, and and this pear, it, it, with every juicy bite. My gosh. Just said summertime. You know, a nice cold pear. So would that be your favorite fruit? Perfectly ripe. I do love a good pear. Wow. I do love a good pear. But listen to this. I, I, I was uh, doing some shopping the other day, and it was right around lunchtime. I thought, eh, I should probably pick up a little something uh, for lunch. Uh, they had containers of already cut watermelon oh. in the uh, produce section. Yeah, yeah. And this, you know, sometimes it looks terrible. It's, you know, they, they, they don't know how to pick watermelon off in, in the stores. Yeah. Uh, but this was, these were just, you could tell this was going to be delicious watermelon. I said, I'm going to have uh, watermelon for lunch. And I got one of these trays. It was the most delicious watermelon. Now, are you a red watermelon or the pinkish watermelon? Oh, I, I like red. Like so, you like it like soft? Uh, no, I don't like it soft. Well, because when it's red, it's usually very ripe, isn't it? Isn't that yeah, like when it's, it's soft? It's not soft though. See, I like I like my watermelon firm. Well, I, li- I like I it. like it on the pinky side, like with a little, with a little you know the, how it's a little white. Yeah, no, it's not quite. It's it should be sweet. It's not it's not as sweet when it's like that. Yeah, but then it's all it's all like watery and and and. Uh, no, that's why they call soft. it watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Do you, uh, I, I don't know. Do you know how to pick a watermelon? No, I don't. Well, let's take a break, and when we come back, D, I, I will answer any. You're, you're not saving this for tomorrow. I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid it might not get on the air. I'm afraid something might break, and it might not get on the air. I'm, I'm getting to. I'm not wait. I'm not holding any topic ever again. Right. Because it might not get on the air. But today, Dean helps you pick fruit. If you want to know how to pick any fruit, I have, I did work in the produce department at the MP grocery store for during all of high school and all of college. So you know the difference between a bib and an endive lettuce. I, I am an expert when it comes to fruit and vegetables. Nice. And I will answer your questions and tell you how to pick a watermelon when we well, I know. I'm, I'm staying yeah. tuned. Take, take that, news radio. <laughs> we'll show you programming at 1019 WGN. It is uh, 1024. 
Steen Richards, Sunday morning. Alton Jim Toronto is here. Schwani, Andy, the whole crew on Sunday. Coming up after 10.30, our weekly theater segment. We're going to talk with the stars of the upcoming production of My Fair Lady that will be here in uh, Chicago. Uh, but we were talking about uh, choosing. Th- this is just the best time of year uh, for picking fresh uh, vegetables, whether you go to a farmer's market or, you know, you go to your local uh, grocery store, whatever. A beautiful salad on, on a hot summer night is fantastic. And as I've said, you know, I've just I've enjoyed. Uh, oh, I got a cantaloupe the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you. I don't want to. I don't want to get too graphic with me. Gonna, my God, me and Dave. my me and my love of cantaloupe. Do you need to take a shower? I love cantaloupe. I love melon. Honeydew. I love hun- see. I'm a honeydew guy. More I, than lo- the cantaloupe. I love, I love honeydew. honeydew. I honeydew. love honeydew. Now, too. now, I'd like to know. You're going to talk about how to pick. How do you pick a honeydew? You pick a honeydew for you know. First of all, don't look for no blemishes on it. No, you know, bruises. You don't want anything like that. You want it to be a consistent. It should be a. It should begin to feel a little bit yellow. Oh, really? So, because usually they're they're so white, right? And that's that's when they're like so. You cut them open, and there's no taste to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. So you want it to it it should begin to feel yellow, but go on the uh, on the uh, non stem side oh. of the honeydew. Take your thumbs yeah. and push in a little bit. Don't push hard, but it should give a little bit. The whole uh, texture oh. of the honeydew. It should give in a little bit. See, I've never, I've always gone by sight, not by feel. So no, that's no, interesting. Oh, you know, you got to go by feel. You got to feel it to to feel like it. If it's just, uh, it, it should have a little give to it. Oh. And then when you take it home, you know, if uh, mostly they don't, but take it home, put it in a paper bag. Yeah, why? You know, my wife does that with peaches too. What's the paper bag thing? That uh, that gets the uh, the natural gases that the fruit gives off, much like yourself, Jim. I I can't tell you the number. Of times I would have liked to have put you in a paper. Bag I live in a paper bag. When your natural gases are, uh, but no, the the and natural gases. I think they're eth- that, uh, I might be wrong. Yeah. I, I seem to remember ethylene gases. Uh, but if they're in a paper bag, it's contained and it speeds up the ripening oh, of the fruit. Same same thing with uh, cantaloupe. You do the same thing with the cantaloupe. Same thing with peaches, nectarines, all the stone fruit that are out right now. Yeah. Plums. Put them in a paper bag if they're same. Same thing with the the, the peaches and nectarines and yeah. all that. Feel them. You know, don't don't no blemishes. Yeah. They should begin to feel a, just a tiny give in them. So, what about the watermelon? And yeah, if they don't, put them in a paper bag. The watermelon uh, look for uniform color. The, it should feel heavier than you would expect it to feel. That means that you know the the fluids inside are well. That's subjective. Ripening up. Well, it is, but I mean, mostly mostly look for uh, an even color. So I'm not feeling this. Time. No discoloration. No, you're not going to be pushing it, but. You're gonna take you're gonna, you're gonna take your finger and you're gonna knock on, <gasps> knock on the watermelon. Oh, like take your little gunk, knuckle. Gunk, gunk. Yep, take your little knuckle, knock, 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 and it should. If it doesn't sound hollow, don't don't take that one. Well, if it doesn't, so if it does not you, you, sound hollow, you want it to sound hollow. Ah. you want it to sound hollow, and if it does. You've got yourself a good water, and that's and that's and that will sound hollow if it's right. It will sound hollow regardless of the size. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Interesting. And do we know why this has a hollow sound? No, I just know it works. <laughs> Nothing to do with the, I the water evaporating. You I don't know, know anything about the ethylene I gases on this one. I do not know about anyone's <laughs> gases but my own. 
uh, and uh, wow. The uh, I didn't I, say that, folks. You, you switch off now for him. All, all I know, you you are taking a beating on the text line, rightfully so. Oh, really? Wow. But nice the, to know. But the um, uh, all I know is that uh, technique has not failed me in all my years of watermelon buying. So did you write? Did you read that, or is that something you no. just did? You just discovered on your own? Something I learned working in the produce department at oh, the right. old AMP grocery store. So did they train you? I'm a produce man from way back. Did they train you? There was an old Greek guy that worked, <laughs> who was my produce manager. And he could barely put two words of English Spiros. together. Spiros. His name actually. His name was Nick. 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 Uh, and he he knew everything about produce, and he he oh. did teach me. So uh, that's you, you're going to send a hate mail to someone. Good luck finding Nick. I'm sure he's about 110 years old. Though. I'm looking forward to the Rainier cherries, which are going to be coming out soon. Can't beat it. I'm telling you. They don't last long, but they, oh, I love a good Rainier cherry. You cannot beat this time of year for fresh produce. Oh. Um, are we supposed to take a break now, or are we supposed to go to the news now? It's 1030. Somebody tell. Going to, oh, we're going to the news? Okay. Well, in that case, we're on time. Sorry. It was, it was a complete mistake. Look at you. We'll get to the theater segment coming up right after this that I knew was going to be happening. The this one of the classic songs from uh, one of the most amazing musicals of all time, My Fair Lady. Uh, the Rain in Spain. You can put that. Let that, let that music uh, keep that in the background a little bit. That By George, I think she's got it. Uh, I could have danced all night. Wouldn't it be loverly? I've grown accustomed to her face. Uh, what else? On the street where you live. I mean, just one amazing song after another. Uh, part of... This isn't... Oh, here. Now it is. I'm sorry. What's that? My microphone wasn't working for a second. Oh, well, we don't want that to happen. I think a lot of the text people were able to, to, to hack into it. We want to shut it we off. We want to hear every valuable word that you've got to share. <laughs> By Jove, I think she's got it. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, truly, truly one of the greatest musicals uh, of all time. And My Fair Lady is uh, coming back to Chicago. It's going to be at the Cadillac Palace Theater starting on uh, June 28th, which would be this coming Tuesday. And we'll be uh, running here until July the 10th. Uh, We're happy to have the uh, two main stars of the show joining us. Eliza Doolittle, played by Shireen Ahmed, and also Laird McIntosh, who plays Professor Henry Higgins. Uh, Laird and Shireen, welcome to WGN. Nice to have you with us. Hi, thank you very much. Yeah, very nice to have both of you here with us. Shireen, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, stepping into the role. The the musical version uh, of The Rain in Spain that we just heard, that was Julie Andrews singing. I mean, that the original from Broadway. But, uh, you know, we think of Audrey Hepburn immediately. We can think of many other people <laughs> who have played this role. I mean, you've got some big shoes to fill, uh, you know, taking on this classic role, don't you? Oh, yes. Huge shoes to fill. I mean, Julie Andrews and Audrey Hepburn, you can't get more iconic than that. But um, I feel like they've kind of paved the way for me to be able to come in and, and step into this role and make it entirely my own. So I feel grateful for that. So how do you how do you walk that line? How do you make it your own yet give the people what they what you know, what they've learned all these years from seeing previous productions of the show? 
Well, I think it goes back to the text and back to, you know, the music and the story in the first place. I think, you know, I'm so inspired by Julie Andrews and Audrey Hepburn and their beautiful performances. Um, but I can't imitate their performances. That's what makes them so iconic. Um, and so I had to really find my own Eliza. And uh, um, I feel like I finally have. You know, it, it, just while you're answering me, it occurs to me that somebody probably asked that same question. You know, how do you how do you live up to uh, Pygmalion, which was all, what all of this is based on in the first place uh, from 1956, uh, you know, when it when it first came to the stage. Uh, Laird, how about you? You're you're also filling some pretty gigantic shoes in Professor Henry Higgins. Yes, I feel like people uh, that that shadow, you know, just as you played the uh, the clip there in the intro I, and I heard Rex's voice, I thought, ah, the, you know, the shadow of Rex is uh, hanging over this everywhere. But I think we had such a uh, great opportunity and experience with our director who who really wanted to honor the original show, but also make a real departure from it and um you know, bring it a little bit forward into um, into a contemporary sensibility, and and also um, uh, really be, as you say, be able to honor what was in the the original play, the George Bernard Shaw Pygmalion, that was the source for My Fair Lady, and um, so we feel like we've got the best of of both here, and um, yeah, it's I'm I'm uh, it's I think I feel the same thing that uh, I. Th- I think, Shireen, uh, we've talked about this, you know, feeling a, a big honor playing these roles and stepping into the, these, these famous parts, um, but you have to make it your own. So when there is a revival of a show, you know, things get shaken up, whether it's, uh, you know, cabaret or, you know, whatever it is, they, you know, often uh, there's, you know, they, they kind of turn the Etch-A-Sketch upside down and shake things up a little bit to, you know, start start over again. Uh, and and what, what are some of the things that we might see in this new production of uh, My Fair Lady that's coming to Chicago? Shereen, well, I don't, or or either uh, either ahead. of you, go ahead. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> go ahead, Larry. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give away the the ending of the show, but I think the ending of the show will be um, very interesting to people. It's um, maybe not quite what you're will be expecting. It's something that is more akin to the ending in Pygmalion, um, and. Uh, I think you will just see in this show, people are very, very surprised at how really timely this story is and how incredibly relevant it is um, to exactly what's happening in our culture today. Um, You know, I think these great musicals, they kind of come back around at a time when they just seem to be right for the time period, and this is certainly one that, even though it is an absolutely classic, classic show, and I agree with everything you said at, at, in your intro to this piece, like it is truly one of the great musicals of all time, And uh, but it, it really is, is quite amazing how um, relevant it is right do, now. Do, Laird, do you have favorite songs in the show that uh, you, you know, in, can't wait to... Uh, get to <laughs> to perform. Well, I must say, I love 
singing um, I've Grown Accustomed to Her Face. Mm. That, of course, comes at the end of the show, and it comes after kind of climbing up uh, Mount Everest of this whole piece. Um, and it's so is so familiar to people and it's and it's loved and it represents a real change in Higgins's um behavior it's kind of his his moment of realization and um but you also feel the audience respond to uh you know, because he has a great line when he 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 comes running out on stage in a complete state of uh you know being flustered and and says damn 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 pause i've grown accustomed to her face you know and i can almost hear the audience saying it with me sure um and that that's a song that i love to sing yeah shireen how about for you oh my gosh well don't make me choose (laughs) they're all so beautiful and iconic um but for me personally i think rain in spain into i could have danced all night is one of the most beautiful beautiful pieces of our show for me in particular because it's Eliza's first time being able to step into this new voice that she's found and she's she's curious and excited and it's like she everything that she has dreamt of for so long has finally come to fruition and the possibilities and opportunities are endless after that and um it sets us off on an entirely different story you know she's she's transformed and now what and now what's next and it's exciting and it's like a release for the audience and for me as well now shireen is uh egyptian american by descent and uh became the first actress of arab descent to headline a broadway show not just this show but any broadway show playing the role of Eliza Doolittle, it must be something for which you are very proud, and I can only imagine how your parents uh, must be beaming, <laughs> beaming with pride at the same time. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's um, it it feels it's exciting uh, for my community in particular. Um, you know, I never had anyone to look up to, and I still don't in in the Broadway community. Um, another Arab woman that I can you know, be inspired by and follow. So I I feel like I'm truly paving my own path in that way. But um, uh, I feel so much support from the Broadway community. And it's really incredible when, you know, I get messages from uh, men and women who feel represented on the stage. And uh, what's amazing about this piece in particular, though, is that my race, my ethnicity, my religion, it's, it's never referred to in this show. And so Eliza can truly be played by anybody. And so for an audience to feel seen in the story is incredible. Yeah, well, I, I have to think that, uh, you know, especially little girls of Arab descent coming to see this show and seeing you in it, uh, you know, must make them feel like I, I can also be on a Broadway stage. I can also do uh, whatever I set my goals on, uh, Shireen did it, and you know now there is somebody who looks like me, whose name sounds like mine, who you know has a you know similar background uh, as me, can do the same things. Yeah, and you know, and to be in a a piece like this where I'm playing a powerful, ambitious woman who speaks her mind and and really stands her ground, um, it's it's uh, a gift. You know, it's not like 
I'm in Aladdin. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. you know, I'm in a My Fair Lady, and it's an iconic piece. So I feel very grateful for that. Now, are you, are you guys uh, uh, doing perform? In what city uh, are are we talking to you? I, I don't even know that. Cleveland. Right okay. All right. So you, you're doing performances. I know uh, in Cleveland uh, today, and in, in just in a short time, as a matter of fact. Yes. Uh, so yes. so yeah. So the the tour is taking you around the U.S. Yes, that's right. Yeah, going across across the states, and we've been already out basically for a year now and um have had a really wonderful time just taking the show all over the place um where i think we're all really looking forward to chicago though because um you know it's one of the great cities <clears throat> and, uh, and I, I know i've been there i've played there before and i can't wait to get back what were you saying Shri? Oh, I have been looking to sh- forward to Chicago since 2019 <laughs> before we shut down. Right. Oh, right. This pro- I forgot this production. Well, you were supposed to have been here before the pandemic, right? Yeah. Yes, and that's right. That's right. Yeah. We're all so, so excited to come to Chicago. It'll be uh, my first time there. I was there for maybe like three hours at one point, yeah. but sit down yeah. Here in Chicago, I'm really excited. <laughs> well, we, we 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 can't wait uh, to see the show. Uh, My Fair Lady is going to be at the Cadillac Palace Theater starting this coming Tuesday, and then running through July the 10th. Uh, tickets are available at BroadwayInChicago.com. And uh, I'm so happy you could spend a few minutes. I know you guys are, are getting ready to go on stage, so I'm not going to hold you. I'm going to let you rest your voices. And uh, thank you very much, uh, Laird, Laird McIntosh, Professor Henry Higgins, and Shireen Ahmed, uh, Eliza Doolittle. Uh, Shireen, when you get to town, I'm going to tell you where all the good Middle Eastern restaurants are uh, here yes. in, in Chicago. <laughs> Please. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we'll set you up some good home cooking. We'll uh, take a break and be right back next. WGN. I would love to see you in a production of My Fair Lady, Jim. Is Jim there? Jim Toronto still there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. yeah, just. Well, you got quiet all of a sudden. Well, you, yeah, you were in. Uh... You, you disappeared during the theater. I thought you thespians would, you know, do your actor talk. Well, I know you didn't have too much time, and I didn't want to uh, to intrude. Wow. Plus, you asked pretty much every question I was going to ask. I mean, I, I felt the same way, you know, doing this uh, Virginia Woolf um, play that I recently did. You know, stepping into a to this, you know, to a, a role like, um, you know, Richard Burton played. It's the same kind of thing, and Tracy Letts won the uh, the Tony Award right. for that, yep. for his Steppenwolf pr- production, and then Bill Irwin won the Tony Award in another revival of Virginia Woolf. So, uh, walking into that, you know, the, to that role, it's the same way. You 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 you, you don't want to imitate, you don't want to mimic, but in my case, I also didn't want to completely not uh, or pretend that Richard yeah. Burton never did it because yeah, I think expect, that audiences want to see that. People expect a, a certain thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jim is going to be uh, taking over the show after the 11 o'clock news. I'm headed to the Pride Parade to see on the WGN TV float number 45 if you're going to be out at the uh, parade today. Yeah, what are your cool hats today? I do have a cool hat. Yeah. Uh, one of my cool fedoras. Which uh, one? Yeah. Today. What color? Straw? When you when you see me on the float, then you'll know what kind of hat is I Is it have. on TV today? Uh, they we're not broadcasting the parade, but oh. you, you'll see clips of it. Sure. See you tomorrow between two and six, filling in for Lisa Dent. Uh, Jim, take it over.
What do you got to say? Do you have any words to say? Here comes the news. Here comes the news, and I'm filling in for Dean, and listen anyway. Listen anyway. (laughs)